The Why Me Project, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. I say, I mean, maybe it's because we've been in radio for so long, Holly. Uh, there's, there's somewhat of a, you feel at home. I mean, yeah. we talk to athletes and we talk to authors, but when you talk to an artist about music and life, I feel like that's our little sweet spot. Yes, and that's why we love the podcast, because we get to dive a little deeper. It's not just, hi, who are you? What's your music? Uh, do you like frogs? Like, we can actually talk about more serious things, and this yeah. is this is why we do what we do. Hopefully, today encourages you. Now, teaming up with integrity, something that we've loved to do over the last year. Yeah. Uh, we're hoping that it's going to continue. We'll just keep asking for people, and they'll keep saying, here, talk to this person. Taylor Lindhardt, how are you? I'm doing great. We like to ask the skill testing question because we never know where it's going to go. And that is, who are you and where did you come from? Okay, who am I and where did I come from? Well, you could take that a lot of uh, directions, but the simplest way of answering would be I'm Taylor Linhart. I am an artist and a singer-songwriter in Nashville, Tennessee, but I was born in... uh originally grew up in South Texas and that those were where I spent my formative years. And I also lived a very long time, about a decade in North Carolina before I got to Nashville. So I feel I kind of describe myself sometimes like, Oh, I'm equal parts Texan and North Carolinian. And then finding myself in this kind of new place for me. Like it's it's been about three years here in Nashville. What is with phenomenal worship artists coming from Texas? Good call. Yeah. Well, you know, everything is better in Texas. I don't know if you've heard this. We have. <laughs> no, we have. I'm kidding. I can't even say it, <laughs> it without laughing because of how ridiculous that is. But it's a special place. There's no doubt. And I guess there are there are a lot of talented folks in yeah. Texas. I think there's a lot of really great, my guess is, this is true of anywhere, but I can speak of what I know. There are a lot of great churches in Texas and there's a lot of, you know, I think people probably being brought up and given opportunities in in some special places. And you're, you know, you're in the Bible belt where there's kind of, there's room for that sort of thing. Faith and football. Family, faith, all the Fs. Yeah. So. (laughs) I mean, saying that there's a lot of great churches in, in Texas would lead us to believe that Faith has been a big part of your life from the beginning. Were you that child who was also always singing, maybe a, a church choir? What was it like? Yeah, I grew up in a I grew up in a little kind of little church, liturgical. So just, you know, singing hymns from a hymnal, the same older man playing behind the organ every Sunday. <laughs> and, you know, every year he got older and the hymns kind of got slower and slower. Literally, um, but I still I love singing, and it was at church, of course, that I even discovered I could sing. I think I always did. I have lots of memories of enjoying singing as a kid and putting mm. on, as many of us uh, did growing up, like subjecting our parents, you know, having sleepovers and subjecting our parents to like some sort of production. Yes, Char- charging admission. You would just like come up with a play some sort of song and dance. And then you would have all the adults in the house, like sit down in the living room while you put on this. It's like, (laughs) it's, it's not optional. Um, So I I was very much like that kid doing that sort of thing. But, but maybe I was in middle school 
singing in church. And I think it was one of those things where the, a person in front of, in the pew in front of me turned around and was like, you know, Taylor, you have a nice voice. You should think Mm. about being in the choir. And so that was the first time I can remember someone actually making a comment about my voice. And so then I thought, Oh, that's like, that's interesting. And so I did, I joined church choir and I also joined like the choir in my just middle school and high school. And that is really where I sort of figured out like, Oh, this is, I can, this is something I can do. And maybe even I I so wanted to be an athlete, but I wasn't excelling as an athlete, but I was kind of getting a little more, more traction in the music world as a, as a kid. So when was the realization then that you would make this more of a career thing? Like this wasn't just I'll sing on Sundays, but that you could actually, you know, from Texas to North Carolina to Nashville, like we're like, Oh my goodness, actually I have a talent and other people want to hear me. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because a lot of my friends here in Nashville maybe went to music school. They went to, they went to a college for music. They have known for a long time. This is what I wanted to do. And I just didn't have that. I mean, I loved it. It was really fun for me. It was a hobby and I learned guitar also in middle school. We moved, uh, we moved towns and I didn't, I needed something to do with my time because I didn't know anyone. And so my dad had his guitar from college. I like, he kind of taught me a couple chords and then I taught myself. That was the advent of, um, there wasn't YouTube yet, but there was, (laughs) I had my CD player and then there was ultimate guitar, the website. And so I just, with those two things with my CD player and ultimate guitar, archive or whatever.com. I just like figured it out. And, uh, yeah. And so it was just kind of that. And then I think maybe somewhere in high school, I started going to, um, a vineyard church, if you're familiar mm-hmm. um, with a vineyard church. And I was, they let me be on the, on the worship team, like in the band. And, uh, there were a couple little churches in our town like that, that I, uh, after I sort of really got serious about my faith in high school, uh, I started kind of doing that and helping out. So there are these adults in my life, I remember, who were leading these kind of worship teams. And um, just sort of, I think, number one, they just gave me the opportunity, right? And they gave me, yeah. you know, and they... I didn't really know, I guess they were mentoring me or discipling me or whatever word you would kind of choose to use there, but that's certainly what they were doing. And I think it's cool now as an adult to sort of realize like you can do that for a kid just by just give them some time and attention and some space and find out what they like. There are a lot of adults in my life like that. And, uh, you know, one fun story is like there was a church I was playing for my junior year of high school and the worship leader was this woman named Renee. And that was the first time I ever worked for like a woman like leading worship in a church. And she passed me a Sandra McCracken album. And I never, like I was, I have never been the same still since then. And just remember being like, we played her song, my mercy, my God on a Sunday morning. And I didn't know Christian music could sound like that. Like I didn't Mm. know because, you know, I just didn't. And I was like, oh, there's something compelling about this to me. It kind of sounds like 
the folk Americana music that I had been discovering. Uh, and so I just, it's, it's just the full circle moments now getting to work like with an artist like Sandra, who I really have been listening to since my very first day of kind of like doing music. But to answer your question, I didn't see that as a career path for me. In fact, I went to college, studied psychology. I thought I would probably end up maybe in like mental health care field or something like that, or social work. I was drawn to um, working with youth and that kind of stuff. Uh, But as, as, you know, sort of it worked out. Uh, I graduated at a time when I couldn't find a job. It didn't make sense to go to grad school. I ended up back in my hometown working for a church, leading music. And Mm. I don't think that I had even thought about like, oh, that you could do this as a job, you know. As a kid, I did it. I just volunteered. And then I found out, oh, it turns out, there are, you know, you can kind of, you can, you can be a part of a church community in this way and you can actually do this kind of vocationally. And it always was more like, it wasn't like I set out to do that. It was kind of like I found myself in situations where I was a part of a community that needed someone. And then I had maybe the, I had maybe the skill or at least the potential that they were looking for. And then they gave me a chance. And so the, so music for me and all the meanwhile, I'm writing songs. I'm kind of discovering my own voice that I have things to say. Um, and then I kind of just go like, you know, I think this is what I want to give my life to. At the time I was like, I had taken the GRE. I was maybe going to go to grad school. I was going to be a teacher. I was going to do all these things like a lot of people in our in my generation, we really wanted to like, I'm using air quotes, like find the thing that God wants me to do. Like, what's that thing? The calling. What's what's the calling? What's my purpose? And, uh, I put so much, I was so stressed about figuring out what that thing was that I never really stopped to think that what I'd been doing all the meanwhile with all my spare time was maybe, was maybe a part of that at least was a part of what God was. If he wasn't, you know, if this, I'm not sure if it's like that, this is my one purpose on the earth, but I do think it's the, it's the invitation that God has kept extending to me, which is like, you have something to say, you have songs to write and the invitation is to share those. And he keeps giving me places and opportunities to do that. And it's kind of been more like, Mm -hmm one little yes after another until all of a sudden I realized I think I'm doing music as I think, (laughs) I think I'm doing it as my job. Like somehow that, somehow that happened almost on accident. But yeah, of course, of course we know it wasn't an accident, but it it can feel that way sometimes more like something I stumbled into versus something I really tried to Mm -hmm. pursue. Yeah. You just said yes along the way, which is really cool. Yeah. And, so, and you know, as a, I'm sure there might be some people listening who are maybe songwriters starting out or um, maybe you're in a band and you do say a lot of yeses in the beginning. And some of those <laughs> you kind of realize like, well, yeah, I maybe I could you kind of learn like some of the yeses don't necessarily 
aren't all good or you kind of go like, well, I said yes to that thing. And that actually maybe wasn't exactly, uh, but, but I think it's all a learning experience and you kind of get better at figuring out, Hey, this is the thing. This is my mm-hmm. thing. And this is not my thing. And you know, yeah, it, it's so rarely that there's one path for you and you, and God has hidden it like a puzzle and you've got to figure it out. And it's more like, there's so he's given us all this freedom and, you know, and he's put these desires and talents and things in our heart to do. And so you do get to make a lot of choices and, and you get to make some mistakes too. And you get to, it's a wandering path. At least it has been um, for me, but I'm grateful. Yeah. So you're in Dallas or Texas, sorry, and then you go to uh, North Carolina yeah. and then to Nashville. It's quite the journey. Was this all things because your parents were moving about or were these just areas that you got jobs and was like, this is this is where I need to go. This is my next yes. Yeah, no, my family's all been in Texas. I just kind of always dreamed about doing other things and mm. I wanted to see what else was out there. I went to college out of state and then ended up in North Carolina I kind of followed a a camp friend out there and ended up in Raleigh, North Carolina doing sort of like a, it was called the fellows program. It was like a, a year long discipleship thing. And North Carolina ended up just being such an, an important place for me. It was the place that uh I met my bandmate, Jess Ray, who we, you know, ended up, we ended up starting Mission House uh, together, but even before we were doing Mission House, we were just friends, kind of both writing songs, both trying to be artists in a non-artist city, uh, you know, both trying to like, we're, we're almost exactly the same age. And so when we met each other, it did sort of feel like it was one of those things where people are like, oh, have you, have you met Jess Ray? Oh, no, have you met Taylor Linhardt? And we kind of circled each other for a while in Raleigh. And then when we met, it sort of felt like, oh yeah, like it was so encouraging to both of us to finally have a friend who was maybe trying to, to figure out the same stuff at the same time. And we end up starting this, like with our other friends, we start this really beautiful, vibrant young adult sort of worship night thing. And then we start writing songs for that. I mean, again, just like the, the theme of, we just said yes to these little things and those kind of turned into, we didn't do that seeking to become mission house or we never thought, Oh, we'll have this worship night. And then we'll, then we'll be, then we'll be worship artists. But we started writing songs for this very specific group of people. And then our friend who started working for integrity uh, in Nashville, you know, asks us like, Hey, you guys got any worship songs? I'm like, and then we were like, well, we have these like ones that we wrote, but you're probably not interested in those. And then as we, and then it turns out he was. And, and so then all of a sudden we realized like, oh, maybe more people like these songs might be for more people than just our little, our 75 folks or so that are, that are getting together on a Monday night. And so, yeah, it's kind of been North Carolina was this time. Um, a really deep community of uh, learning how to write music, of learning, you know, 
of kind of learning how to be a <laughs> learning how to be a Christian and how to follow Jesus after college, like after all of those sort of supports of, oh, I'm in this campus ministry. I like you kind of get thrown to the wolves and you're just in the world and trying to figure it out. And, and uh, it's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. And so it was a really formative time in my life. Cause I was in North Carolina from basically like age 22, 23 to 32, 33. And just that, like that time in my life, getting to be surrounded by people who also wanted to follow Jesus, people who wanted to, be creative and make space for that. Um, I, I know that that formed me in such a deep way. And, and so uh, it was a hard thing to leave uh, North Carolina, but ultimately, like I said, another yes, a couple of years ago of just going, I think I'd like to maybe try, you know, as meeting all these people in Nashville who were writing songs together. I'm, I'm realizing what a community, you know, Coming from yeah. North Carolina, where there's not a lot of people maybe writing songs, and a lot of people ask you what you do for work, and then you you know don't really understand what what your job is as an artist. To then move into a city where so many of my friends now have the same job as I do, <laughs> and uh, it's you know it comes with other things, but it has just been such a gift to to be here and to learn from people who I've been listening to for years to kind of that for me, it was, I think my, uh, it's songwriting that I, that I love the most. It's that's the part of the creative process that I enjoy more than anything. And so I was like, I want to spend some time in a songwriting city and I want to just be in the room with folks and learn from them and, uh, and contribute in the way that I, can not that Nashville really needs me, but it certainly is a very hospitable town, and it's been wonderful to be here. Nice. It's, it's interesting though because I would have thought maybe are you an artist who's the lead worship artist of uh, a church because that's a thing, or does Taylor become a solo artist because that could be a thing? But instead, you guys create Mission House. You have a new album, which was released last week. What's interesting about it, though, is that you're two females in a duo, which is also, you don't see that a lot in which Christian music. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's funny. Like, I was just talking to someone about this. Like, you know, if you look at the demographics of most people listening to the radio, like that demographic tends to be older those songs that are just like need to be there and, and, and the radio like certainly serves a really beautiful purpose. And then what we found, and we just found this in our community in Raleigh, North Carolina was like, well, there are a lot of young people who had never turned Christian radio on or they're not going to listen to that kind of stuff. They want, they want to listen to Jesus music because they have a faith or at least they have an interest in Jesus, but they're not going to maybe go they're not going to listen to this thing that kind in the way, in the form that it exists right now. And so they're looking for a different expression and something that more reflects maybe the music that they already like and these other genres and stuff like that. And Jess and I were both, we both are solo artists. So what's unique about mission House is, you know, you can listen, you can go listen to Jess Ray album. She just yeah. put out an album in the last year called born again. That's amazing. You can listen to a Taylor Linhart album, uh, 
And, and those are going to be two different experiences. And then we kind of come together and make this mission house thing. I think we, even though we try to make the, you know, we, those have a different heart and a different purpose, those mission house songs, but you know, they're inadvertently kind of informed by our, our solo artistry as well. And the things that we listen to, which could be anything from, you know, Jess and I, our favorite band is the killers or, you know, and we, and we love listening to like old country, like, or especially me, like Johnny Cash or, you know, and I think you hear, I, I, I think, especially in some of these, like, Things like, you know, what we love about this, this Family Nights project and was that we were like, well, we want it to sound like the people who are in the room. And so it was really fun. And, and our artist friends who are in Texas. Um, and so it was, it was fun to invite folks like Antoine and Aaron and our friend D, um, Wilson into that and just to go like, there, the mission house does have a sound. And then I do think also there's some flexibility in it and oh. that we always want there to be room for the sound to, uh, kind of reflect whoever who's with us there at the time. So mission house is me and Jeff, but we've always seen it as this like open door thing where we would hope that it would be very collaborative. And so these family night projects of which like Dallas, uh, all your heart is like the first one. Um, it's been really fun just to experiment with that form and to go like, Oh yeah, we can make things that sound a lot of different ways. And, uh, it's, it's sort of fun. It's like a playground a little bit. A little, Do you ever feel yeah. like as two women who are leading worship that there isn't the same kind of space available? I mean, just growing up in the early 80s, it was so rare to see a female leading worship, and now it's more common. Kind of being in that vein, what, what's that transition been for you and for Jess, just taking a look at the landscape and who's leading worship? Even in the story I told earlier about that that woman in my high school praise team, Renee, like that was so impactful for me as a kid to see a woman in mm-hmm. leadership in a church. And I'm with you, I think. They were the examples were fewer and far between, you know, yeah. even in the 90s, early 2000s. And then uh, when I would have been young and uh, yeah, I think I think Jess and I are, are fortunate that that we, um, you know, have definitely. I don't know that it's necessarily felt like. A fight or that we've had to fight for a spot. But certainly I think that it, it's not lost on us that that is a big deal for people. And that, and I'm just so glad to see that there are, it feels like the church, the greater church kind of capital C church is really starting to, um, I mean, a lot of churches have been, I mean, they've had women in leadership for a long time. And then I think that there are other places that seem to be, um, engaging in conversation, coming around, make, making more space for women to have leadership positions that aren't just the children's director. And that is definitely yeah. something, you know, that's really important to us just to go like, we want, you know, I, I there's a, there's a young high school girl that I'm friends with in my neighborhood. And it's like, I just would, I, I want her to think like, oh, I could serve 
God in any way he would call me to. Like I, mm. there's not like a, um, a certain place where I'm kind of allowed to be in the corner. And I think about, so, so we, you know, I don't know that we always like walk around thinking like, okay, well, we're representing all of womankind up here in our female <laughs> duo. But I do think that maybe what's, what feels really beautiful is like that more and more women's voices seem, I think are, uh, we're getting to hear from more and more women's voices these days. And uh, we're so happy to be a part of that conversation and we didn't start it and we won't be the last ones uh, either, but just to go like, I think women have a specific, you know, to use this phrase, like I think women have a specific prophetic gift for the church and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, that we reflect a part of who God is. And so, yeah, we love getting to do our part in that. Yeah. Leading up to album being released and you guys working on an album and that, is there nervousness? Is there excitement for it to be released? Because you can only, it seems like you only, oh, here's a new song on the socials. We don't yeah. get to hear everything. And then finally it gets to be out and then everybody's allowed to hear it. So what, how do you feel when it leads up to release of album? Well, you know what's so interesting is that it's it's like you record something, and this particular project, the actual night, we were, it was recorded live in Dallas, and that's that's definitely a character in it. You're going to hear a lot of voices. It has a very sing along feel, and we were, you know, the band itself was stripped down. It's like it's me and Jess and D. There's some guests in there, but really the main character is like the people in the room who showed up singing. Um, We taught them some choir parts on some of the songs. So it's not just like, Oh, here we go. Another worship record. It's like, it really feels like um, the those friends in Dallas showed up and became that sort of that other band member. And so we'll never make anything just like that again. It just like we captured a moment in time. So what's interesting is that was back, that was in February, 2023. So getting ready to release it, you know, in between, like we've done several things since then and we've worked on other projects. And so there isn't a sense in which you get further and further away. And uh, I think it's really cool. And I love that we've been gearing up for this release because I've been watching, you know, your, your, you're getting videos ready to share and you're doing all this stuff and you're, you're sort of immersing yourself in the night again. And I'm listening to these songs going, especially this, this one that we just shared with the release, which is called seek and find. I don't know if we've ever been so excited to share a song because uh, it was so fun to remember what happened in the room when we sang that song, uh, it was one of those holy thin place moments where it just, you don't always get that as you can't, you can't plan those. You can't produce them. You can't organize them. It just is what happens when you show up and God who is there in, in, in the mysterious way that he does like breathe sometimes on these little, these little fires that you build. And uh, we felt that especially um, during that song. And, and I think what that song even communicates is probably at the core of what Jess and I are trying to 
always say, which is like, for us, it's, for us, it's still Jesus. And even, even with all the things going on in the world and all of the just like suffering and, and and the things that can make a person maybe want to walk away from their faith, Mm -hmm. uh, we find in Jesus someone that is as compelling as ever, as beautiful as ever. He's still, he's still worth, uh, he's still worth looking for and, and still worth, uh, all of this. And so I think, uh, that moment and singing that song with our friends, just this affirmation of, of really our faith and really like what this is all about for us was just so special. So the release, you know, I don't know if we felt nervous as much as it's just (laughs) been kind of like, okay, you know, uh, we're just happy to share that. And, and I just hope maybe if there's a hope, it's like, I hope that this thing that happened on this random night in February, I hope that that can, you know, that people can feel that and can engage with that in their own way. And, uh, yeah, just that, just that the, the door to that little, that space is able to open up and people can, can, uh, come in and join us on the, on these new songs. So. Uh, this is the Why Me Project podcast. So I'm going to ask you the second skill testing question about a Why Me moment that you've experienced, whether it was in a valley or a mountaintop of life. And you just said, why me? Oh, man, I have been thinking about this question. and <laughs> We get that a lot. Yeah. Unsure no of which direction to go. And I was sort of sitting here going like, man, do I want to? I'll, I'll just be honest. It's like. I'm feeling prompted to to talk about this one thing. And I'm sort of like, are you sure that you want to do this on? We're we're here for you. Yeah. But I think that I, I think maybe um I'm going to, because I think that I just have a feeling like maybe there's a person who might just need someone to hear someone else say like, Hey, I can relate to this. But I think a really hard thing, especially living in the, in the South in the United States is to be, so I turned 30, I'm a 35 year old gal and I am still single. Mm. And that at times has been really difficult. I think that at times in the context I'm in now, this is different. If I lived in a different part of the country, sometimes I think maybe it would feel different, but to live in the South or the Southeast, to be in this, to be in the church, to be, like in these contexts where it's sort of like marriage and family can be very centered. Sometimes it's really hard that I still feel like, Oh, I would have loved at this point to like have a family to have started that part of my life. And for whatever reason that has been a why me for me, you know, that I'm, I'm sort of right in the middle of it. So it feels a little vulnerable to share. Cause it's not, I was like, maybe I should have shared something that's more like, well, back in the day, <laughs> here was my why me. And, here, I'm already on the other side of it. And so I don't really have an answer for that. I think it's just a place where I'm actively going, God, this is not how I would have orchestrated. This is not how I would have written it. And, and God knows that by now we have very, we have very honest talks, me and God. And, um, I think that it's just a place where I have to kind of, uh, I have to open my hands so that I can receive the life that he is giving me. Even though Mm -hmm. sometimes I think I want to be in this other story, 
Um, or when a relationship hasn't worked out, I think like, what, like, what's wrong with me or what, you know, all these different things. And so if you're listening and you're just going, if that's you and you're just like, man, I would, I would have written this differently. It's like, all I can say is I get it. And that it's just this daily opening my hands, like, okay, God, I want to, I want to live in the life that you have given me. I want to like be all the way here. Um, and I'm just going to have to leave the rest to you. Um, so that's what I would share. That's just kind of my, my day to day. I don't know why, but I'm also know that I have, there's more that I have a lot of time. I have a lot of freedom. I have a lot of me that I can give to my friends. I have amazing mm. community. Um, you know, and so I know that they're like, I'm kind of actively also always trying to go like, man, I might not be in that specific story, but I definitely like, I'm definitely loved. I'm definitely surrounded. I definitely have been, you know, one of our favorite verses for these family night projects, we've been using this verse that God puts the lonely in families. And even though I might not be a mom or I might not be married, like that is true that God has put me in, in a family and, and I just have different, all different kinds of examples of that. So there you have it guys, the why me podcast. I love that. A lot of people don't talk about um, being single and I'm starting to see a lot more podcasts about um, singleness. Mm. Cause I, I remember when I was younger and when I was single and it's like, you said you want to be in a different story. Um, but I also really appreciated being in that season of singleness because I got a chance to to do things I wouldn't be able to do now that I'm married with kids. Sometimes I wish I was single again, <laughs> just in this, For sense, sure. you know, like, so it's, it's beautiful that you bring that up because I think it's, um, it's so, it resonates so much with so many people. And unfortunately it feels like even the church doesn't always leave space for those who, who are in that, in that phase. Yes. And if you're married and listening to this, like, just know that, you know, your single friends really appreciate it when you ask, you can ask, you know, in appropriate ways <laughs> about what they're, we like, we like it when you say, because we've sat through a lot of, you know, Bible studies or whatever group, you know, your the friends get together and it's like, before you know it, you've talked for an hour and a half about everyone's kids and mm. all that stuff. And it's great. Cause it's like, we want to, we want to share in those things with you, but we also want, you to ask us about the other things that we might be doing and thinking about. And, and so I just think, yeah, it's like, sometimes it just feels like there's not a lot of room for us to maybe sometimes talk about our, our story. Um, or there's not a lot of like the church doesn't like give a lot of airtime to that. And so, uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to share that. And then it's like, I really just believe that God wants all like God is making all of us, into more and more into his image, right? It's like, as we follow Jesus, we become more and more like him. And that's going to happen no matter what your context. And so, you know, even when we hear things like, which is absolutely true, like we hear people say things like around us, like, well, you know, marriage is really refining. I believe that's 1000% true. And I would say as a single person, 
yeah, and being single is really refining because God will use whatever, whatever your circumstance is, um, to make you into like to bring you into that, to bring you into this, like who he created you to be. So I would just say like, I, this is for me and for anyone else. It's like, you're right where you're supposed to be. Like you, like you're not outside of that process and you are a stone in that, in God's river. And he, you know, you can just trust that you could just like, maybe just relax into that. That's what I would like to do more and more. It's just like, okay, that's my, like, I'm holding my hands up and like, that's my thing. So I was going to wrap this up, but now I actually, and now that you're being vulnerable, I want to take this opportunity to dive into it just a little bit more. And, and I, and the reason why I bring this up is because Holly and I have a really close friend, also single. Um, she said one of her hardest things is having friends always wanting to, to set her up with somebody or getting the conversation from her parents. Oh, are you dating anybody yet? You know, why are you single? Like I saw the good, there was a really cute guy at the supermarket. Uh, I could get his number for you. How do you navigate those things? Because we are, like you said, you're involved with all of your friends. You know, friends are married and friends are having kids. And yet just like, I'm kind of tired of people asking me, Oh, are you dating somebody? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that's just, it probably depends. Like, I think maybe it's just because I don't think there's going to be one answer, one answer fits all for this because some people really do want to be set up. They're like, yes, friends, please, you know, and other people are like, no, thank Like, that's not, I think maybe it's just like, don't assume anything. That's probably the biggest thing. It's just like, you know, my parents have kind of, for a long time. Yeah. Like, I mean, and what, who doesn't really know that some version of like, you're going home and your family's like, well, so, you know, how's it, how's the old, <laughs> like the things, like you see your cousins, like the one time at Thanksgiving and they're like, so are you seeing anyone? You're like, maybe, maybe not this year. Maybe so like, just that, you know, that's kind of the question that can be the question. I think maybe just not assuming either way or just going like, Hey, uh, is that something that you're interested in? Do you want us to be yeah. on the lookout for you in that way or not? Like, yeah. and maybe just having that dialogue of going like, tell us what you're, uh, you know, thinking of married to single people, like single people, tell us like what your experience of that is like, what do you even want? Like, mm. and just maybe asking, I think just when someone asks me how, what my experience is and maybe what I'm even hoping for or wanting like whether or not that leads to like it I think the point really is then I just feel seen and known and I feel cared about I feel like oh my story and my context hat like you it has a it has room in your life and uh yeah but it is it is the number of times even you know someone will come up to you at, at a show and go like well, I'm just praying for, you know, your husband. And it's like, it's really sweet. It, it, it is sweet, but it's like, there <laughs> yeah. are just, uh, there are kind of a lot of assumptions always sort of being uh, made. And I think, you know, everyone, no matter what your, your circumstance, like everyone just wants to belong. They really do. And so I think my friends who treat me really well have made me feel like I'm a part of the family, you know? Um, and yeah, and it's like, and their kids are sort of like my, 
bonus nieces and nephews and yeah. And that's a two way street. You know, that also has required, I have to like, I show up for those things and I'm going to go to the soccer game and I'm going to go to the, you know, the, because that's what I really want is I, I want, uh, I want a life that's full of family. And so I think there's just, you know, that's where, that's where sometimes it's like, oh yeah, you, you have to maybe get creative too and just go like, there, there are a lot of, again, I, I never want to miss out on what God is wanting to give me what he's already giving me because I have this picture in my head of what it should be, or it has to be like this. So, yeah. No, from uh solo projects to uh mission house, which is a uh, available volume one, all your heart to uh paper horses. She's uh she's a busy individual, but she took some time to hang out with myself and Holly Taylor. This has been uh, so much fun. Thank you for uh, sharing your heart with us. Thanks for having me guys. Thanks for such a like meaningful conversation and, yeah, thanks for helping us spread the word about the new album. We're really excited. Hope this isn't the last time we get to hang here. So thank you, guys. So here's what I love the most. Okay. When I go into this thinking we're just going to talk music and that's it, and then you find out how genuine and real and authentic somebody like Taylor is, and you care less about the music in some ways and more about the human. Yes, I love that so much. I just appreciate her being open and vulnerable and yeah. touching on something like singleness, I don't actually think we've really talked about it much on our podcast. No. no. So that was really beautiful just to hear uh, her perspective on it. And yeah, I mean, like what will be will be. We, anyone can take some of those little nuggets and apply them to your, their life. We have to hold our lives with open hands and just let God guide us accordingly. So I, I appreciate her words of wisdom today. Yeah, different walks of life, different situations, single friends, married friends, friends mm -hmm. who have kids, friends who don't. And let's yeah. just be uh, open to all of them as to where they are and meet them where they're at. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've got friends who you think would be encouraged by today, make sure you send them the link. Love and that. Um, yeah, just say, hey, check this out. We think it's going to encourage you. That would be uh, that'd mean the world to us. Yeah, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, follow us on the socials, reply to us. Uh, you could also, when you're on uh, Apple or Spotify, hit the star button, give us a rate and review, five stars. Uh, Holly, every once in a while, gives no, $5. No, no, not a thing. She has yet to do it. Not a thing. But it's going to happen at some <laughs> point. So just keep uh, rating and reviewing, giving us five stars. Also on YouTube, check us out. And of course, you can always go to faithstrongtoday.com. <laughs> Yeah.